T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We've been doing two podcasts from Twin Peaks and spring training. It's unheard of. Three years we've been coming to Twin Peaks. Every single year we do a podcast from Twin Peaks. Every single year Rick Porcello's involved. Two of the three years, Joe Kelly has been involved. This year, Bobby Pointer and Brian Johnson joined Rick Porcello. But it went so well. It's, it's wildly popular. It went so well. And I think that really the, the reputation for the Twin Peaks Bradford show spread throughout the clubhouse so much that we have another one. I mean, Ryan Brazier is with us. Is that true, Ryan, that, that part of the reason that you're here... It's because they ran into the clubhouse the next day and said, we had so much fun. (laughs) We all feel like you should all run over and do the Bradford show from Twin Peaks. Tell me. Tell me what the the buzz was about the first Twin Peaks podcast. They actually told me not to come and to run as fast as I could. No, that's not true. Yeah. No, that's not true. Unless I wanted free beer. Free beer. So so I'm here. All right. Well. Did you did they so did Rick Porcello, Brian Johnson, and Bobby Porter give you the heads up about this at, at any? No, be no. Honest, they just said it's fun. They said okay. they're gonna have a good time. All right. Did they really say that? They did really. Which say Which one that. actually said it was fun of the three? Uh, uh, BJ. I talked to BJ and Pointer about it. I didn't talk to Rick. Rick I knew, he, I knew he came, but we never came. Yeah. Up okay. Right. All right. Well, that's fair. All right. So, well, thank you for coming out. Thank you for coming out. Does his mic have to be closer to his mouth or no? Oh, see, I don't know. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Car ran good. Um, so thanks for coming out. Yeah. It, the, when you came, when, first of all, when you came to Twin Peaks and you came to do this podcast, we've done a podcast before. Yeah. Do you remember that podcast? Yeah, it, was, uh, it was your first podcast what, you ever did. Uh, September, October? It was cold. I know it was cold. No, it was not. Thank you for, thanks for remembering. What was it? It was like August. <laughs> oh, I said September. It was, it was, it was like, it was, you had just, I remember it specifically because you had, you had started pitching well, you had pitched that game in Baltimore, remember? And I, one of the questions I asked you, I said, what was the biggest moment that you ever had in your life, pitching life? Yeah. And you said it was like last week, pitching yeah. in front of in 10 people in Baltimore, yeah, yeah. right? And biggest, I also, biggest situation up to then, yeah. Okay. But I also remember that I said, well, you better get ready because there's going to be a time in the playoff in Yankee Stadium in the playoffs where it's not going to be like 10 people in Baltimore with the bases loaded, it's going to be an important situation. I, I'm sure that when you were on the mound at Yankee Stadium, you were thinking of the <laughs> podcast, right? No. No? I, I, there was not a whole lot I was thinking about. No? I mean, it was deafening. Really? It really was, yeah. That was, we, I talked to you about that after, that if you were ever going to be nervous on the mound, like you admitted that you were nervous your first playoff game. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's normal. I'm not, I mean, I, I'm not I, criticizing. No, 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 for sure. I, I think that uh, 
it would almost be wrong not to, not to be nervous. Yeah. You know, um, first time ever doing something like that, and uh, you know, I think it's only fair, you know, to have to have a little nerves about you. So, yeah, I was definitely nervous, no doubt. Which were you more nervous, that the first playoff game or the that last game at Yankee Stadium? The last when the, when you pitched at Yankee Stadium in the clinching game. More nervous um, the first playoff game against the yeah. Yankees. Yeah, the more nervous the first playoff. By game. the time you get yeah. to that playoff game, you're like, eh, that's yeah. okay. No, it was the, the first playoff game was definitely the most nervous I've ever I been. I feel like we timed this out terribly with the food coming and and here have some wings. Oh, you're okay. Should we stop? We should stop and eat. I think. All right, we're going to take a pause. Listen to your Lord Hobo a Brewing Company commercial, Why We Stop and Eat. Boom, salt! All right, we're back. We finished eating. Thank you, Lord Hobo, for sponsoring this. Boom sauce. Thank you for letting us eat, for giving us that commercial. Uh, so we were talking about most nervous that Ryan Brazier has ever been, at whether it was the first game of the uh, playoffs against the Yankees, whether it was the last game... Oh, look at that. Steve DeSilva <laughs> with a Bradford show shirt. I want one of those. You do? Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't have one? Oh, man. I, Sorry. I apologize. Well, by, I, you sure you don't have one? Really? Okay. Well, we'll get you one because we'll get you three. We'll get everybody at this table one, and we should set the scene here. We're at Twin Peaks, and Steve DeSilva, cameraman in P1 for uh, the Bradford show, the biggest fan there is, the guy... If anyone's ever seen the, the show Flight of the Concords on HBO, you're basically the girl that follows the band around. In other words, I'm, I'm saying that you're, you're our biggest fan. Thank you, Steve. Manny Del Carmen's here. Manny Del Carmen, the, the, uh, the Ryan Brazier before he was Ryan Brazier, and then a bunch of media members. And the reason the, the, the caveat is sitting at this table, if you're going to sit at this table at Twin Peaks, you have to be able to present a question, a good question, to Ryan at some point. So, more nervous. First game of the playoffs, last game of the Yankee Stadium, or being on the Bradford show right now? For sure, the first game of the playoffs. You know, the last game of Yankee Stadium, I gave up a home run the night, was it the night before? Yes. The clinch game, yeah. So, I was, you were I was pumped to get back out, yeah. You know, I was... I was ready to get it done, but, but for that, sure. But that last game, that last game, that like that, you had never probably pitched anything like that. No, 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 no. The the uh, up until then, that was the most. Um, I wasn't nervous. It, it was definitely the. I don't know that I've ever been into a game. Really? You know, any more than that one? Ooh, Just so the, you, it was you, Barnes, and then Sale, and then Kimbrel, right? Yeah, yeah. I threw the sixth. No, I threw the fifth inning. No, I threw six innings. Did you come in for Porcello? I get it mixed up. Anyway. I don't, I don't remember, no, I don't. I think I, you know what? I think it was Barnes and then me. Yeah, I'm going to so. have to refer to the Matt Barnes Bradford Show podcast, which was episode 101, which is the run right before this, if you're keeping score on iTunes. Um, well, that's good. That's good. The fact is that you could actually, like, not be nervous in that situation. Congratulations. <laughs> not be nervous in this situation. Congratulations. <laughs> you were nervous in that first podcast, the first podcast that you ever did. Ever. And you went you went like 37 minutes. That was unheard of for a player to sit in the dugout that long. But I guess it was just an engaging conversation. <laughs> um, and I do, I want to say this. I do feel bad because 
I hadn't been around you a whole lot, and I, the first question I asked you about was your head tilt. Yeah. So I apologize. No, I don't know. It don't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> All the time, same questions. Because, yeah. I, again, I thought you were clearing the mechanism like in the, for the love of the game. Nope. Just uh, have it. Just no, always done it, yeah. All right. Well, that's, that clears one of the questions uh, people had to ask. Yep. So, so we're just going to chalk this up just to have it. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. There yeah. you go. And we, we cleared up the first Brad Fo Show podcast as well. What are you doing, Doug? <laughs> into the mic, Cuddle. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, so uh, now you made me lose my train of thought. So anyway, <laughs> the, 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 the fact is, is that when you go into when you go into the playoffs then and the, where you are right now, I, do you feel like a completely different person? No. You don't? No, not really. But you said you were crapping your pants in the first playoff game. Yeah. Did you think that you would feel that way in the first playoff game? No. I, don't, I, don't, I did not feel No. I don't I, mean to, like, belabor that, like, point. No, no, but no, I find no, it I, interesting. No, because no, I, I, I've said this before. Like, the fact is that yeah, I, I thought it was refreshing that, that I remember you saying that, that you were nervous that first game. It's because not a lot of guys admit they're nervous. Baseball players, professional players. No, baseball I mean, players. I'm... I, I get I don't want to say I get nervous every single outing, but there's gotta be some type of some type of feeling. You know, not not everyone just goes and does what we do every day and pitch in front of people, you know, if you well, do I good would. they love you, if you do bad they hate you. Right. You know, and not and not necessarily that broad, but you know, the the expectations that people have going on you to go into a game and, you know, perform well. Anyone that says that they're not nervous when they go into a game is is lying to you. Because really? it, I mean, you got to have some kind of feel. You can't just oh, it's another game. I mean, I, I feel like anybody that gets up, your your butterflies got to get going. Which you're, were you more nervous, the, the Baltimore Orioles game in front of ten people? But you were, you said you were nervous, right? Not really nervous. Uh, I, that just you know, bases loaded, two outs. Okay. In a, in a close game, you know, that, up until that point, that was the big. You asked me what my biggest. Right, inning was or, or appearance so far, which was baffling to me. I got to be honest with you, like because it was like again, I I said in high school and college and pros or nothing. But you threw a no hitter. I mean, the last out of a no hitter. Not everybody at this table knows that you knew threw a new hitter. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. But the, the last out of a no hitter, I'd be nervous. Nine innings, by the way. Nine inning no Nine hitter. Nine inning no hitter. Oh, I mean, why? What? What, what else? What, what would it be? I just cleared it up. Minor leagues, you play seven inning oh. games, double headers. There's a lot of seven inning who no would, hitters. Who do you face in that no hitter that like uh, would be of note? Uh, Anybody? I think Charlie Blackman might have been. Oh, maybe. There you I know go. I played him in double A. Okay. But I, I don't know. I, he, I don't know for sure if he was on that team. Okay. All right. So here's before I forget because I'm going to forget. So like I said, the last episode 101 was Matt Barnes. And I said to him, I said, use this opportunity, and I don't, I want, I don't want you to be self-deprecating. This is, it. we understand you love your teammates and you love playing baseball and everything else like that. You're just happy to be where you are. But I said this to Barnes, and he did it. Give me, I'm doing a job interview for you right now to be the closer for the Boston Red Sox. You're not going to do it. I don't want to do that. Well, he did it. <laughs> like, I told my I told my daughter she's a senior in college. She has to go into her job interviews. It's like be confident, be but be humble, but also you know this. You're not like denigrating your co competition. 
I know, but I, I, I don't want to... If it, I, I'm at the mindset right now, if it happens, it happens. Yo, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good either way. So you don't want to put it on LinkedIn for a closer for the Boston Red Sox. I, do I want it? Do I want to be the closer? Yeah. Of course. I mean, everybody wants to be the closer. Yeah. That's the guy that the most pressure's on at the end of the game, and you know, I, obviously, if you don't want to be the, the guy that they give the ball to in the last inning to win a game, then you probably don't need to be doing what you're doing. Right. No. And you've closed before. I've closed in the minor leagues. You know. Hand, you know, some games, but um, yeah, of course, of course, I want to, uh, I want the job, but at the same time, you know, I know, I know, me and Barnes, you know, kind of similar, kinda, you know, hard thrower, you know, you know, good, uh, good one, good secondary pitch, and working on some other stuff, but I, I, I whatever, whatever I'm supposed to do, I'm gonna do. It's weird, so, isn't it weird that when I sit here at Twin Peaks and Fort Myers on March sixth. And we're saying like that. Your, give me your resume for being the closer of the Boston Red Sox. Whereas last year you didn't have a, na- a name on the back of your uniform. I had just gotten here this time ju- last year. Yeah. yeah, you're just flown in. They said, "Here's your uniform, big number 96 or whatever you were," and you came in for the ninth inning. And we, there was some there was some confusion about when your first game was because I thought it was a Hammond Stadium, but it wasn't. No, my first game it got rained out. Oh, that's right. And then the next, a couple days later, I backed up another day and didn't throw. I asked if I could throw a bullpen. They let me throw a few pitches, and they were like, well, you're backing up tomorrow, so, you know, don't throw too much. And then I ended up through the next day. And I, I think we were talking about this the other day. It's another bizarre thing for me is that you go out, you haven't met anybody, and you go out and you're basically like, here, let me introduce myself to everybody sitting in the bullpen. Right? I, they'd probably look at you. Who's this guy? Some guy snuck into the bullpen and is sitting in the bullpen. It's like like a make a wish thing or something. You know, like, I mean, it's like, oh my you know, I, but you're not that's a make a wish is a bad, bad example. No, yeah, no, that's well, funny. You won an auction. Funny. You right. won an auction. No, like, for, like who's this guy who's sitting there? And then all of a sudden you're blowing like 97, 98, and then like, oh man, then they really start asking questions. Well, none of them were there when I pitched. Well, somebody no. was. Kelly was there, right? Wasn't no, it? No, nobody was he there. He wasn't? No. I don't think any of the guys that are that were on the team last year when I got there were yeah. in. We're still in the house. Who we, was it? Was it the bullpen? Do you remember? Me, CB. Which is? Uh, bullpen coach. Yeah. Brinley, the bullpen catcher. Mani, the bullpen catcher. Maybe a few other Marley guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, and it's bizarre, man. Like we're sitting here getting free food and free beer at Twin Peaks a year later. If nothing else, this is what this is. You've made no, it. I, Congratulations. Yeah, seriously. No, really. Yeah. You know, I, people keep asking me, "Did you see yourself here when you signed in, in March?" I mean, the answer is still no. Yeah. You know, obviously, I didn't. I didn't see myself signing the, the, you know, the day before minor league camp started, and then, you know, be pitching in the World Series. No, I didn't see that. Here's, here's so the, every everybody that keeps asking me, like, no, I, no, I didn't know that I, my name was going to be. I did not see myself last year. You know, people saying, you know, you might be the closer. Here's 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 the, uh, I guess here's the, um, uh, I don't know, the example of how things can turn. You are example. And we'll say an unnamed member of the Boston Red Sox is at the bar right now. It's a few feet away, right? 
who is a is a non-roster invitee. Like we're trying to identify him. You knew him, sort of. Uh, you and and he's just sitting there, and like, he could be he could be here getting free food and drinks next year on the on the Bradford Show podcast at Twin Peaks. That's crazy. No, I mean it it uh, it puts stuff into perspective. You know, people keep asking me, "What do you think about you know the next Ryan Brazier?" Yeah, and it's it's. I really don't know what to think about it. Like, how many of those? Because there's other, there's been other guys that, you know, are minor leaguers and then pitching in the big leagues the next year in the World Series or whatnot. But like, I, and I guess, I guess, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird question to get asked. How many really people is. at this table have asked you that question? Probably everyone. <laughs> so there's one, two, three, no, I four, know. I don't know if five. Has, but there's at least five reporters here. It's a legit. <laughs> Ian Brown at MLB.com thought about it. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a legit, legitimate question. By the way, another observation. Good job by Chris Cotillo, our waitress. What's our waitress's name? Lori. Lori? Tori. Tori? She has a name tag. I, I, I'm a little sheepish about, about <laughs> my eyesight isn't good. <laughs> employee, 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 uh, employee of the Month, April 2008. 18. No, 2008. <laughs> 2018. April 2018, which is like we have to get what's her name, oh, Tori. We have to get Tori over to here to actually clarify this. Like, when do you get the badge stripped from you? When do you? When can you stop claiming Employee of the Month? April 2018. That's over nine months. Anyway, maybe she has to wear it the year before. Oh, until maybe, until maybe April. Until somebody takes it over. That's kind of demeaning. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find. I want to find. I want to find someone who is beyond that. Maybe we could find someone employee of the month, and I don't even know how that happened. So, um, all right. Well, that's that's good. Well, again, we came here to basically have you. This is sort of um, an opportunity for you to reflect on how far you've come, if nothing else, right? No, for sure. You know, and it. It's so crazy to consider where I was last year today. Like, like you said, number no name on my jersey. Was it March six? It was close. I mean, it was. Uh, I think I actually got here like the second, but something happened. Well, you probably pitched exactly on March six. No, no, no. That's I what got, I'm guessing. No, no, I think I, you pitched exactly oh, really? on March. I could have been. I don't know. I, I, it sounds like a good story. Yeah. If you no. do the Twin Peaks podcast exactly <laughs> on the day you pitched. But to, to think of, of where I was this time last year and now, it just, it, it seems not real. I mean, yeah. It really does. I mean, how how everything just kind of snowballed from spring training all the way until now. Have you, when you were in Oakland, Anaheim, were you in the Major League clubhouse in spring training? So last year was my first, so I've been to spring training from 2007, or 2000, excuse me, 2008 until this year and I've only been to last year was my 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 first spring training was minor league camp and last year was minor league camp the rest have been big league camp okay it used wow, to be I feel that, like an asshole no some of the guys that like that I know used to like make joke about I've got more big league camps with no time <laughs> than other guys you know what I mean I mean it just I let went me, all the, I, almost every year because I was wondering about this my excellent broadcast of broadcasting the 6th and 7th and 8th and 8th and 9th innings 
these guys coming in from minor league camp. So you were in one of those guys in minor league camp. What's your per diem? I don't remember. Well, I mean, it's like it's I not much. It's like crazy, like unbelievably, like unlivable love. I mean, and, I'm talking about. Minor, I think for, it's like twenty five a day, twenty five dollars a day for 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 minor leaguers. So it was twenty. What did you I, do last year? Twenty five dollars a day. I mean, I I made money in Japan the year before, yes, so I, I was a little better off. But they give you two meals a day, and they pay for your hotel, and they expect twenty five dollars to be enough for your dinner, basically. What dinner is that? That's McDonald's. Crazy. How much money do you make in Japan? Enough. <laughs> do you, what, was it a one-year deal? Well, it was a one-year deal with a team option and a player option, and um, it didn't, know, yeah, it didn't like, work. Yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah, we're yeah. not big in Japan, so you don't have to yeah. worry about, about people being pissed off. <laughs> but no, it was just a, yeah, yeah, it's not true. We're, we're huge in Brazil. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Yes, but that's right. that's good. You got yeah, I mean, I, I was I, I was able to, you know, stay where I wanted and, and do my own thing last year, with, right. which which is not a lot of minor league guys get to do. Yeah, you know, it's tough. It's tough to be in minor league, minor leagues in oh, general. That's what I asked. You know, crazy. it's it's tough to be a, a guy in the minor league, especially, you know, you play like in in Pawtucket and you want to live in Providence. You cannot live in Providence by what you're making in the minor leagues. You know, even if you have two or three guys. Yeah. You know, unless you're a free agent, you know, guys that are, that are you know, like big league time or been around for a while make decent money. But what? if you're just a normal drafted guy that's in AAA from the, you know, the team that signed you, you're not making. What's the, having done it last year, tell me the financial swing when you start the year in Pawtucket. Like this, I'm not talking about contracts. I'm talking about living. So what's the financial swing when you go from, from, you get the call up. What what changes? Like, just the, obviously the paycheck changes. Yeah, well, the paycheck changes, and you know, all the all the housing up in the Northeast is really expensive. I feel like, but they, um, you know, I was fort- I, I stayed with somebody last year when I got called up, so it was easier for me. But you know, most guys just stay at a hotel. Yeah. You know, or try to find an apartment, but. You go from basically you go from staying by yourself or by with other people to by yourself. Yeah. Through minor leagues to the big leagues. And, the, and what's the per diem in the big leagues? Uh, not not much diem. anymore. It really? used to be a lot. Now there's a bunch of the different stuff in the CBA. We don't we don't get as much, but we don't pay as much. Yeah. Um. So it's so it kind of evens out. What's the per diem in the minor leagues? I think. Twenty five. I think twenty five a day. Oh, cool. Man. I think I, and I. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. remember. I'm only I'm the only one obsessed with Purdue. Yeah, I think it's 25 a day in the minor leagues. Who you stayed with Thornburg and uh, I stayed with BJ. Like, BJ. Just Thornburg lived at the same complex. Oh, uh, okay. No, I just lived with BJ. Like, okay. Yeah. And he invited you in. Yeah. Wow. What a guy. <laughs> I mean, why didn't we do it? Why, why didn't we do a podcast from that apartment? Oh man, I don't know if you wanted to come over there. <laughs> well. So, like I said, we're at Twin Peaks. So part of the part of the um, part of the um, reason that we have so many people here is so for them to ask questions of you. So we'll go ask questions of you and pay for their food. So um, does everyone have a question? At least just one question. You ready? Ian Brown, identify yourself when I talk into a mic. All right. One question. 
because we're on a time limit, all right? And make it a good one. Are we agree? Okay. Yes. You're allowed. All right. Our demographic has been trending younger, so, but not, but not, but not too young. Just, just our demographic is called just right. So, all right, here you go. Ian Brown of MLB.com. Question for Ryan Brady. Sorry, I don't have to introduce myself because you just did it. So, Ryan, what possessed you in Game Two of the ALDS to tell Gary Sanchez to to get the fuck back in the box? And had you ever done that before in your career or since? Those exact words to a hitter, no. But man, it just tight game. You know, guys on base. I was fired up. You know, he was trying to, you know, knock the runs in and. He kept stepping out, and I kept getting more mad, and it just—I don't know—I just kind of blacked out a little bit, I guess. I don't know. I don't, Why didn't you it, like the song that Kay Hanley made for you? I did like it. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did like it. Oh, okay. I never said I didn't like it. I, I wanted you to sing it. I—I thought—I thought you were sheepish about it. Do what? You were sheepish about it. You were like. Were you uncomfortable? No, I, mean, I, I thought it was a great song. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, I think do yeah. you want. I think I asked you. Do you want to meet Kay Hanley someday? Maybe. Yeah, whatever. It's not every day that yeah. you get a song written about you. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, obviously, I had a song written about this podcast. It's called The Open. But, <laughs> but, but it, it, that's pretty. That was pretty cool. That oh, was a good was. question, Ian. You know, from from where I, I feel like from then on, it was like a different. It was it was different when when. Like fans saw me, or you it know, was, going to the field every day. It, it was it was a different vibe. Then. It was along the lines, not to that level, but the Kelly fight thing, right? I wasn't there when that happened, but I I, I got to think that you know as, as much as Red Sox fans hate Yankee fans and vice versa, or the teams or whatever. I mean, I got to think that they've got pretty fired up. Yeah, you know, it's as, good as for I, the brand. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I and it, it was one of those things that you know, if it was. My son doing it. I'd probably yell at him to stop stepping out. And get it. You know, did your son say what? Did you say, Dad? No, he knows. He knows what I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris Mason of the Lawrence Eagle Tribune or whatever other organization he wants to identify himself. You get the bullpen guys together. You play a game of Jeopardy. Who's winning that bad boy? I'm, I, th- I have an answer, but I do not want to say it because if they ever find out, I'll never hear. I'll never hear the end of it, and that everyone else will be getting talked down to to that guy. So I'm not answering that question. If it was Wheel of Fortune, I'm taking the cake, but not Jeopardy. Wheel of Fortune? I love Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> what are you, an 80 year old woman? <laughs> I watch Jeopardy too, but I'm not real good at Jeopardy. <laughs> it's amazing how Vanda White has an age, huh? Oh, both of them. I, I Speaking s- of Jeopardy, I saw. Did you hear about oh, Alex Trebek? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I, pa- yes, Alex Trebek, pancreatic cancer. Yeah, he announced it. Yeah, that was yeah. sad. So that was a, as an homage. That question was homage to Alex Trebek, who terrible news today. Yeah. But to to, to lighten things up, Pat Sajak. I don't know how to segue this, but Pat, <laughs> Pat Sajak, he like lives up in Sarasota. He comes out to the to the Orioles games, really? and you said like neither one of them is age. Yeah, have you saw Pat Sajak? I actually like I, I love Will Fortune. 
You? I love Will Forte. That is so bizarre to me. All right, how who's who's next? Who's next? All right, Chris Cotillo of Maslot. I, I didn't even have to state my uh, name and affiliation, which is good. Uh, all right, let's say, when did ping pong in the clubhouse become a contact sport? <laughs> so the, the first year I played ping pong in a clubhouse was probably 2010. We had a ping pong table in AA, and uh, I feel like everywhere you go now, you try to have a ping pong table. And you hear guys, if you listen, you'll hear guys every year say they sweat more playing ping pong in the clubhouse than they do on the field. And Can I just is, say this? It's 100% fact. Can I just say that Steve Pierce's heart rate was like a 210 today? <laughs> in ping pong? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. There, there is more shit talking on ping pong than anything else but, we do. But it's like, you know what? In all seriousness, you know what? You got to go. Oh, you gotta go. No, 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 You're no. good. I got all right. My, my watch buzz. Okay. Let's say it's all your teammates saying, "What the fuck are you doing doing that <laughs> podcast?" So it's the hand-eye coordination. Watching these guys—that's the thing that people should note. Like we're watching um, Pierce and Mookie today. Yeah. It was insane. It was in, like that's the thing that people don't understand. Like this does translate to baseball, I think. Right? No. Yeah. I, there, you know, there, there's really not. Anybody that, that I know that's just a bad ping pong player, baseball, baseball player. Yeah. You know, most guys can pick up a paddle and figure out how to hit the ball over the net. You know, now there's some guys that are, you know, pretty damn good. And I, you know, I play ping pong all the time at home. And you know, are you good? Are you like? Are you bad. one of the best? Okay. Yeah. Who's the best? Um. Not at your home on the team. Yeah, on the team. I don't know. I. I so the, the best player that I played with the Red Sox organization was Jansen Whitty. Oh really? Yeah, he is. Like, it's like he's you real good. Like you didn't but, even tell me that. Of course I knew. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, uh, Shepard and Walden are the two guys. That who's I, the guy? Who's the guy that plays like way too much and said, "Hey, okay, let's come on, let's go." Like a little too obsessed with ping pong. I get a sense there's a couple guys like that. <laughs> like Chandler Shepard <laughs> yeah. strikes me as he like he's lot. he's always playing. Uh, Eddie. Eddie, yeah. Eddie, Eddie thinks he's Eddie thinks he's really good. Yeah, and he's not very. Well, that was good. weird. That was weird when Alex Cora called him out for playing too much ping pong the other day. I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, Nick Fryer. Great, super. Nick Fryer of uh, let's say the Providence Journal. Go ahead. All right. So first, I want the listeners to know that uh, Rob's oh, the over under uh, on Vegas. On Rob bringing up close the mechanism was set at two minutes and five seconds because he said it like five times last time you were on, and I think Rob hit the over. Also, I want listeners to know that Ryan has kept the mic at a perfect angle with his head tilt the entire time too. My question is, what was uh, what was more challenging for you, playing in Japan as a guy from Texas or playing in the minor leagues, driving around in those crap buses all the time? You know, play, playing in Japan wasn't hard. Traveling, do what? The language barrier. It wasn't that bad, you know. Most places you went had, you know, English menus if you needed it. They had forks, you know. They most most Japanese people can understand, you know, a little bit of English. So that it really wasn't bad. You know, the travel was easy. We were on bullet trains, real nice. You know, they're big seats. Um, it, it really wasn't that bad. Minor, minor leagues is way is way harder. 
you know, and, and obviously the lower you are, the harder it is. Um, but some of the some of the places you stay early on in the minor leagues is pretty tough. So so definitely, the, I think the minor leagues. Rob's not interested in the question apparently. I'm a, what, what was it? Well, say it again. You know about Mike. Michael Silverman of the Boston Herald. Just walk over here real quick so I don't have to pass the microphone through the ranch dressing. No, no, I'm not. Don't get defensive, Nick. It's, you did it. It was a fine question. Michael Silverman, Boston Herald. All right. I haven't heard a single question asked, so I have no idea what you've been Ask asked about already. Gary Sanchez. No, don't. That no. Um, once you guys won. Who did the wildest thing with the World Series trophy, and who needed the most time to recover after the celebration and the duck boat parade? I don't know that anybody really. The craziest thing that happened to the trophy was the beer hitting it and breaking it on the float. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. I don't know who was holding it when it happened, so I'd have to say that's probably the craziest thing that happened with the trophy. And I think it took everyone about the same amount of time to re recover. I mean, you? it was brutal. Huh. It was. It was. It was tough. Was the flight home? Did anyone sleep on the flight home? Uh, after it? a couple hours, I think everyone more or less passed out. Uh huh. Then, then went to sleep, but yeah. Uh huh. What was it like those first couple hours? Was on it? The what was it? Yeah. What, it was, was it? Uh, get, anyone get on the loudspeaker or what? what? I think everybody. I, mean, I don't really remember a whole lot of it to be honest. <laughs> I, I think I slept like two hours that night. I mean, it was. Yeah, we flew, flew the, the next, next morning, morning at yeah. like ten. I mean, it was. It was a blur. I mean, every, everything. Were you blur. with were, were you with Heath Henry when he got caught by TMZ walking out? Nope. We stay. I stayed back with the. My kids were playing with some of the other guys' kids, and then we just stayed back and hung out at the hotel. I like how Henry owned that. He did. I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> I. I liked it too. You know, I mean, I, I liked that he didn't care what other people thought. But. Yeah, I'm not even talking about the political. I'm just talking about being on TMZ. I mean, oh, he, yeah. Oh, everybody, it was it was a conversation everybody had, but it was funny. <laughs> I had never even heard that, like, that phrase before. Yeah. Had you? I mean, I, I've heard people say, like... I fuck with Trump? Like... I don't... I, no, not in that, that same way, but I, when he said it, I was like, oh, I guess... I guess he likes Trump. I guess he likes yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was really the other way. Yeah, no, no. so. Well, good for him. No. But they, so you weren't at that party. No, we we didn't. We we stayed back and just kind of hung out. There was no party. So you there was there's no party that you went to after. Yeah, we they had a big get together at the hotel for all the family and players and stuff. Did like Snoop Dogg play at it or something? Do what? Snoop Dogg <laughs> play at it? No. I mean the Patriots win. They have like Snoop Dogg and who else played the Patriots? They know when they're gonna win or lose. That's true. They know when it's gonna happen. Yeah. They they know that's true. They they, yeah, they, yeah. they book Snoop Dogg years in advance. Yes. <laughs> so, I guess you, you guys when you win every year. You guys you got a question? I mean, come on. Oh, dude, think of a question. Why Doug Lane? Doug Lane, esteemed engineer, producer, podcast. Uh, Executive producer of the Bradford <laughs> Show podcast, and we truly appreciate you coming out and setting up the equipment in the middle of a restaurant. Go ahead, Doug. What's a harder transition going from the major le minor leagues to the major leagues, the mental or the physical? For a young guy, I think it's mental because I think in order for the physical part to be easy, you got to be all right mentally. Um, 
I think I was just so ready to be back, you know, last year that it and I I never felt as good as I did last year, you know, and it just kind of just kept rolling and rolling, you know, I, I I just kept felt like I was feeling better and better. So, you know, I, I think you got to be mentally strong to, to do what we do, but at the same time, I, I, I obviously physically you got to be able to do it, but I think mentally. Is but it's the mental part of it, a confidence area. Confidence. I think that helps. I mean, if you're pitching good and feeling good, you know, mentally you're going to. And what's the worst thing about the minor leagues? The travel. I mean, it's, the buses. It's, t- it's tough to, you know, have a eight-hour bus ride. Or and what's or, the stupidest thing you've ever done on a bus because you're bored? Probably have too much to drink. I mean, and not feel good trying to get on a bus, you know. But, yeah, you know, and obviously buses, and eight hours on a bus and trying to play a game or or even, you know, minor league planes, you got to get to the airport at, you know, 4.30 to check in and um, travel is, is the hardest part of playing at Marley's, 100%. You ready? All right, Steve DeSille, old seller Steve DeSille. We'll finish off. We'll wrap it up with with the first with first generation of Ryan Brazier. I don't make it make you feel old, Manny, Manny Del Carmen. But honestly, it is the same thing, right? Like Ian covered these, right? Same guy. Ninety-eight, boom! There you go. Uh, Steve DeSilva, our number one fan, the straw that serves a drink when it comes to the Bradfo Show fan base. Here he is, Nesson Cameron. I don't know. Do you guys have to get approval to be on this podcast from Nesson? Oh well, yeah, whatever. Well, here's the thing. No, you don't. No. All right, here you go, Steve. Hey, Ryan. Remember, remember when you told Gary Sanchez to get back in the box? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Um. I got to ask a serious question, I guess, uh, all kidding aside. Uh, what do you think about um, young athletes, you know, teenagers and the youth about, uh, you know, throwing at that age and throwing curveballs and all that stuff? So, for me, kids throwing that age, I don't have a big problem with it. The thing I have a problem with is kids throwing 100 pitches or playing, you know, I feel like there's these – these kids that are on these travel ball teams that play every weekend through the whole year. You know, there's kids playing like 112 baseball games when they're seven years, eight years old. Like, my son's about to be eight, and he's just about to start playing baseball. And he wants to, like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to let my kid pitch until he's older. Just, that's what I did. And, you know, I just, I'm about that, but I, I think it's crazy the amount of games that kids play, and especially baseball. You don't hear about it in any other sport. You know, they're playing so many games all, all summer, winter, you know, fall and spring. And I just I, – I don't understand how parents could, could – I don't want to say make their kid play that much, but I got to feel that the majority of the time parents are, like, pushing their kids – like, we want our kid to be on this team because it's, you know, so-and-so is the coach and they always win. But I, I just I – f- I feel like when you're a kid you should be doing more than playing baseball every single day. Or, or, or kids that still play other sports and go to football practice and then soccer practice and then go to baseball practice and get home at, you know, 10 o'clock. And I just – I feel like kids are going to get burnt out 
by the time they're in high school. Got to be a kid, you know. Let, yeah, let I mean, them be I, a kid. I, really, I, I think so, 100%. Now, if you want to play, if you want to be serious about a sport, I, um, like I get, like that's fine. But I just, I think it's way, way too much. All right, I'm gonna get you off the hook here. You know, so it's uh, I really don't have any questions for you. I just want to wish you the best of luck this year. Your story from last year is awesome, and <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you're gonna do it again this year. And whatever you want to eat, whatever you want to drink, it's on Rob. So, you know, kill it. Take advantage of that, you know. But thank you, man. You're awesome. Thank you. And I got a question. Oh, yeah. Well, we always end up, well, I just heard that, like, a bunch of those comedians are coming over. What comedians? A bunch of Boston comedians are doing shows over at the Residence Inn. Spring Training? Yeah. They're here for the entire spring training. And uh, they actually wanted to come over a lot, yeah. and so they're, they're racing over here right now. So it, if you have a question, it would really behoove us all if it was a really, really long it's question. A question but, it's not a long question, but uh, y'all watch Game of Thrones? Who watches Game of Thrones? I do. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Oh, my God. Should, is it a Game of Thrones no, question? Gonna, no, it's not really a I just was going to see if anybody watched the, the new trailer. All right, you watch, all right, here's Nick Fryer. And we got to get Tori over here too. I asked her that question about the uh, employee of the month thing. But what is it about Game of Thrones? No, no I just is if anybody, what, what you, everybody's ready for the new oh, season. Oh, I'm, I'm looking. I'm, have you read I'm the books? No, I don't. I don't read. I oh, can't, I can't read. Oh, well, so <laughs> no, not really. I can read. I can read. I'm just, okay, but it's yeah. <laughs> but I'm looking, I don't. I don't. No, I did not read the books. Do you know how to read though? Yes, I do know. How okay, to read. Okay, I just want to make sure. I know you're from Texas and everything, so. Oh man. <laughs> anyways, anyways, uh, um, yeah, I'm very excited for it. Do, who do you think is going to sit on the Iron Throne at the end, though? I think it's going to be uh, Sansa. S- Sansa Stark? Really? Yep. Is that a thing that's going around? Because I've no, not heard no, that yet. I, I think that I think Jon Snow is going to die. No. He, yep. he's, who's the book's about? Fire and Ice, that's him. I think he's going to die. No way. Yeah. I think. I he, think wow. Okay. But I, is Daenerys going to die? Who? No, no, no. I think she goes back. To where all her family's from. We're having a moment right now. Let it let it happen, Rob. I think they go back to where her family's from. Okay. And I think Sansa sits on the Iron Throne. I think that's a wild or pick. Or Tyrion. Have you looked at the Vegas odds? They're pretty. There's no shot either of those two are sitting on the throne. That's that's my picks. What the fuck is going on? I think that it's going to end up being. I think it'll end up being Jon Snow, and he's going to end up being he's with Daenerys die. by the end he's of it. Die. They're going to be a thing. He's going to be pregnant, and he's going to die. He, no, it's no. Oh, so you think their kid? You think their kid could sit on the throne? My mic's Eventually. getting pulled away from me right now. No, <laughs> they're getting annoyed with the. Okay. No, Dave. Oh, come on. Yeah. I have one yes. game. Of th- is the Khaleesi getting nude again? <laughs> you know what? You know what? What's funny about that is I actually, I actually heard that she got married like halfway through the the Game of Thrones, and she said no more. Yeah, the, I wish would come one of back. the scenes. One of the scenes they had the CGI are in. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the one where it's shame and all that. She's yeah, that's oh, a, yeah. it's not her body; it's her head. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wish Very Jason Momoa would come back. The the, the uh, what's his name? Kyle Drago or whatever. I wish Jason Momoa's character would come back. I have no idea what I have no idea what any of you are talking about. But I'm listen. I want to make people feel at home and comfortable here at the Bradfoe Show at the Twin Peaks, and we're honored. We're just talking about 
Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, before we get we, no, no, before we, we before we get to Will Noonan, uh, comedian extraordinaire. What Will? What what was your honor that you put onto it? Boston comedian com, comedian of the year, right? Boston oh, yeah, comedian. Best in, best in Boston, 2018. Best in Boston comedian, right there. All right, he's gonna ask you a question, but before we get to that, how are you? I'm great. How are you? We have we have a question, Tori, right? Yes, sir. Tori, we were we were perplexed by you won Employee of the Month in April 2018, which is, if I'm doing my math right, 11 months ago. Okay, when? How long do you have to wear that badge? I, we have a couple questions. How long do you have to wear the badge? And number two, what has happened in the 11 months? Uh, we wear the badge as long as we want, or until we get a new one. Um, I was girl of the quarter for um, the host stand, so I haven't gotten it to, on the server floor yet. Which but, pays more money? Um, you get the, you get like 120 bucks either way, <laughs> but serving obviously makes money. But so, but so why what what made that month so special? What did you do in that month? Because let me just tell you, you've done both the Twin Peaks podcast, and I can't imagine a better server. I can't. So what? But what made that month, April 2018? I trained a lot of girls on the host stand. Um, I made sure to like run a lot of food, do a lot of things while the managers were watching. You know, <laughs> I would like do extra stuff, like clean a lot more. Um, Since then, and then when you get it, you just stop doing it. Uh, no, I I tried really hard, but there's a lot more servers on the floor versus the host stand. There's only like 10 hosts versus 60 on the server floor. So. Well, I think that this will put you over the top. I think you're ready for. <laughs> And tell me your name again. Sarah. It's Sarah. You've been following around. Are you training? What are you doing? Yes, I'm training. How's it going? It's going really good so far. It's not every day you do a podcast in the middle of a restaurant. Definitely not. It's a first for me. Okay, well, there you go. Well, you've both been doing outstanding. Thank you so much. You. Excellent, excellent. So now we're going to go to Will Noonan. You need a Ryan Brazier. Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. Jimmy, yeah, of course. We're gonna get to Jimmy in a second. Yeah, how you doing, man? It's a very, very elaborate contraption we have passing around this mic. So, Will, I'll let you. I'll let you go first. Question for Ryan. Okay, Ryan. Uh, I've had I've had a minute and thirty seconds to think of a question. I met uh, I've met a, a ton of people up here. I met Larusa. I found him a bit intimidating. Uh, he didn't want he didn't want to take any of my uh, bullshit. Can I swear on this? He didn't want to hear any of my bullshit. Who do you have you met anyone you found intimidating within the organization? Gary Sanchez. <laughs> not, not intimidating, no, not really. Um, you know, it was cool to meet Pedro and Big Poppy. You know, seeing them do what they did. Nice. Um, you know, for all the years that they were the best at what they were doing. You know, uh, I don't think intimidating. No, excited. It was cool to get in, like you know, like Wakefield and, and Veritech, the guys that were there whenever yeah. the Red Sox started. You know, started doing what we're doing now. Yeah. You know, that the guys that, you know, kind of paved the way, I thought was nice. was awesome, yeah. I feel like I wasted my question. That was yeah. a, Do another one. <laughs> Are you single? Uh, married, two kids, yeah. Oh, damn, I was going to say, like, where do you go? Where do you guys like to go out to eat in Boston when you're in Boston? You, you and your, your family. Uh, does Domino's count? Domino's, no, there you go. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Twin Peaks. No, uh... <laughs> Lord Hobo Brewing Company. I don't know, we went to, uh... Went to a couple seafood places. There, I like Duff, the Duff Frisco's. I went there a couple. All times. right. This like is why Duff I do comedy. And don't, I'm not a sports journalist. I have no. I'd be like, who's who's intimidating? 
Does anyone scare you like they scare me, Ryan? Wait, hold on. What name of your podcast? My podcast, my newest one. I have two. I don't want to brag. I got Hypothetically with Will Noonan. That's the hit. But I got a new one I'm trying to do called The Noonan Show. That's on YouTube and iTunes. So there's no, be- no better promotion for any podcast than to have to get an hour and 20 minutes into a podcast to promote it. Hour and 20 minutes into a crowded restaurant. Like, so many copyright violations being played behind us at all times. But it's an honor and a pleasure. All right. Sauce. Boom sauce. There you go. All right, Jimmy Dunn, another one of the best comedians around. And also, and also comes from my the town that I live in. Not my hometown, but the town I live in. So you're the best as far as I'm concerned. You know what Nick's Roast Beef is. Absolutely. And, and most importantly, you're here. And I appreciate your support. What question do you have for Ryan Brady? So my question is for Ryan and also for the rest of the table. And that is, is anyone going to finish those three chicken wings? <laughs> that, and I'm serious as a heart attack. This is the most important question to me right now. Can I eat those wings? You can not only eat those wings... But because we just told the server that we were going to get her employee of the month for the next one, yeah. we are ordering another round of wings. Then I'm here. I'm staying. <laughs> you got me. You had me at wings. All right. Well, thanks for coming over. Thanks to everybody for coming over. This has been uh, a blast and uh, another wildly successful. You, like, you got another question? What's going on? You're just like, okay. Was this what you expected it to be? 100%. All right. Oh, beer and food and okay, hangout. Okay, beer and food and hangout. Oh, so yeah. there you go. So spread the word to all those surly baseball players. They're not surly in baseball players. It's fine. It's, it's all good. Ne- next, t- next time we do one of these, it'll be at Del Frisco's. So. At where? Del Frisco's. Oh, yeah. Where's that? Where is that? Boston. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll do it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I want to do. This is what it should be, right? <laughs> we're, we're eating, we're drinking, we're asking stupid questions, and we're talking about important things. But... Ryan, thanks so much for coming out, and uh, and, uh, and good luck this year. Like, uh, you need my luck. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. All right. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.